FM on DAB and up to date on social media. We are Radio Newark. You're listening to the girls around town here on Radio Newark. It's Sunday morning, of course. We are halfway into the first hour, and fingers crossed that all our technology is working. Oh, it usually does, and I probably shouldn't have said that. But if I press a button now, I should have Luca Vesta on the phone for us. Luca, good morning. Good morning. We have indeed. We've got him. Hi. Thank you very much indeed for joining us, Luca. Um, we've already explained to our listeners that you are um, a crime writer and that you are. Uh, an Italian scouser, yes? That's right. Yes, indeed. And um, that you're going to be involved in the book festival here in Newark next month. But before we get on to talking about your own books and about your involvement in the festival, just tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, well, I grew up in uh, various council estates in Merseyside. Um was a voracious reader as a kid, um, but I had no kind of plans to be a writer whatsoever until my late 20s, which was not that long ago actually I'm still in my early 30s <laughs> but um, I, yeah I just I mean uh, it was not something that you know people from my kind of background did was, was right you know we, we, but I visited a lot of libraries when I was a kid mainly because my dad wanted to get me out of the house <laughs> um, but that's where I picked up my love of reading um, but yeah as I say I, I had no plans to be a writer until I was in very late 20s before I tried it I'm, I'm loving the fact that the um, the Liverpool accent is coming through really strongly now as well. <laughs> um, as, as I think you know, I spent quite a bit of time in, in Liverpool in my earlier years. I went to university there. I think it's one of the things that I like about your books because obviously there are a lot of places there that, um, although I haven't been back for quite some time, a lot of places there that ring bells. I lived in Egbert. I lived on the edge of Seffy Park. Um, I um, was married to a guy from Crosby. All these places that pop up in your books yeah i mean it was something that because because um a lot of the books that i read were crime novels you know in the last like 15 years i never really saw liverpool being represented um so it was something that when i started writing that was you know i wanted to kind of show the liverpool that i knew and uh, you don't want it to become like a travelogue but it's you know i want to include a lot of the different places in liverpool that people don't really know exist this, this is it. I mean, one of the things... I, I'm rereading your books at the moment. Um, I, I've, I've read them all, but I'm rereading them. I'm um, almost to the end of Bloodstream at the moment. And one of the things that strikes me is, you, you, yes, you do talk about particular... Um, I mean, when you're in the car... Well, not you, sorry. When Murphy's in the car with Laura... Um, they talk about the streets that they go along and the areas that they pass through, but it doesn't feel like, you know, you're listening to a sat-nav, which sometimes it does when, when I've noticed, um, when I, I read a lot and a lot of crime books, you feel as though you're being taken on a journey um, by the, the lady at the other end of the sat-nav. So there's just enough there, I think. Um, the other thing um, about your books, one of the things that you say um, is that you write about the bad things which, in quotes, probably that probably won't happen to us the readers um it, 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 i mean i think that's kind of been my motto from the beginning is that it, i i look at i mean this is as a genre crime does this is that you know we we write about things that, that people fear um and it's a way for a reader this is how i used to write you know and i still do is read these kind of novels it's a way for us to explore our fears without actually having to go through them absolutely yes i mean you, you can sort of put yourself in the place of the um the victim or, or the person that's going through it but you're still that little bit 
distanced from it you know um so yes it's scary but um you you, you're kind of hoping like as you say that you probably and i'm sure probably most of us and hopefully most of us will never go through anything like that at all so t- tell us a little bit about your um your hero and your heroine um murphy and rossi I mean, Murphy, Murphy is based on, um, well, his look is based on the only um, copper that I knew growing up, which was my uncle. He was the only, um, pretty much the only person in the family who actually, you know, went out and got a career, um, which is a very difficult thing to do when, you, you know, because we're all um, from very poor backgrounds in our family. Um, and he became a, a, a constable, a police constable, um, and he was someone I looked up to massively. Um, so when I was writing the first novel and I needed um, you know the, 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 the police character who's going to lead the novel um, I just based him on the only one that I knew which was my uncle who was six foot four tall and wide um, and he's you know he was, he was known as Bear because he had a big beard and he was huge um, and he was known for basically being the one who would, he would go in first in any situation <laughs> um, and then what I did was that I kind of gave Murphy a lot of characteristics of, of myself and then other people I know. Um, Murphy in the first novel is, is someone who is, is dealing with something that he hasn't had to deal with throughout his entire life, which is grief. Um, something has happened in, 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 to his family and he, he's finding it very difficult to get over. Alongside that, he's still trying to carry on and do his job as a, as a detective inspector um, to the best of his ability. But obviously, you know, what I wanted to do there was, was show that, you know, everyone is, is human you know it's not it's not just a case of being able to close the door on like every personal problems that you have um across the box he's kind of grown come out but come out a bit more um as he's getting over the you know, past that um that, that that kind of grief process and things like that rossi is, is the foil lord of rossi is is based on pretty much every member of the italian side of my family <laughs> um you know it's, it's pretty much based on you know if, if you read the books you'll notice that uh, she only really ever speaks Italian when she's swearing. I was going to say, actually, um, uh, as, as I think you know, I've, I've just come back from Italy. I've been on holiday in Italy, and I, I do speak a tiny bit of Italian. Um, I go there every year, and I speak a little bit. But I have Laura to thank for, um, particularly in this last couple of weeks when I've been rereading the books, um, getting me really up to speed with Italian swearing. <laughs> well, that comes from the fact that the only... Because when my... Because it's my nan and granddad who came over uh, on my dad's side, came over in 1958 um, to England. Um, and my nan made the decision very early on that she wasn't going to speak Italian. She was going to only ever speak English so she could learn the language. Um, but my granddad would secretly teach the grandkids how to swear in Italian. Good old granddad. That's the only Italian I really know. <laughs> I'm very confident with the, the swearing. And that's about <laughs> <laughs> that came from the fact that, you know, like it, it's very, I find it very comfortable to slip into Italian, but only when I'm swearing. Um, and I can get away with it, you see, <laughs> not many people know that I'm swearing. Um, but yeah, so that's where that came from, is that, but it's also the feeling of like she's from a big family. Um, she's obviously had to, you know, um, to always be. Um, you know, pushing herself to the centre because she's had to compete with the only uh, girl in yeah, with five girl. brothers, wasn't it? You know? Yeah, I mean, and that comes very much from you know, I, I'm one of nine kids. Um, my, my dad's one of twenty-three. <gasps> various um, um, the half brothers and sisters and that type of thing. Not just all the one. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, <laughs> but so, a big you know, family we, nonetheless. <laughs> you're very used to in that situation having to um, 
you know, battle for attention um, because there's always someone who's got a funnier story to tell than you have, um, and that's what Laura Rossi's character comes from is, is very much that. Now, Murphy and, and, and Rossi are the, um, the 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 two leading characters in in the, the th- first three books, isn't it? Three books, um, four. F- four. Sorry, I beg your pardon. Um, but I. Did I see on Twitter just the other day that you've got a new book coming out, I think it's next March, with somebody different? Yes, so, um, Then She Was Gone came out last December, I think it was, um, and we made the decision quite quickly after that that the next book would be a standalone novel, um, and it'll still be set in Liverpool, it's very much along the same lines as as the Nathan Rossi books, a bit darker in tone maybe but um yeah it's a different different character um it's a detective louise henderson um and it's called the bone keeper um so no so no italian swear words in this one not not in this one <laughs> i did try and find a way of getting them in there but it felt a bit forced <laughs> <laughs> Now, um, one thing we obviously need to talk to you about is your involvement in the upcoming book festival here in Newark. But before we do, I have a burning question for you. Right, I, obviously, I, I follow you on Twitter, I follow you on Facebook, and I also have had um, be, have been looking at your website. I know that you have been um, what you refer to as a background artist, otherwise known as an extra, on one of my favourites, Brookie. I used to love Brookside. Um, but... I want to know, please, why you spent three nights in a black leather miniskirt and high heels. <laughs> so it was, um, it was during my struggling actor days when I thought that I was going to be, you know, the next um, big thing to come out of Liverpool as an actor. <laughs> I, um, I, I was doing various plays um, and I, I did this play called The Cavern Club, which was um, all about... Um, you know the the early days of the Cavern Club in the sixties. That, that was I was there. It was one of the worst <laughs> plays I've ever been. Oh dear! Um, where every line was just a setup to play a song from that era. <laughs> um, so, but I was getting paid to do it, so I did it. Um, <laughs> but I played um, <laughs> I played a, a character who was apparently someone who um, was a, a bald uh, bruiser who dressed up as a woman. Um, so for three nights in the Royal Court in Liverpool, I, um, in front of a, an ever-dwindling crowd, um, <laughs> I, I dressed up in 11-minute skirt, black high heel shoes, size 11 black high heel shoes, <laughs> they were precarious from the get-go, um, and, and yes, I was, I was apparently in a fight with the bouncer, who, who's the main character in this play, uh, and then I sang uh, all, all I Need Is The Air That I Breathe, um, uh, as like a, as a big showstopper, <laughs> and then left the stage. Um, it was interesting. Uh, well, it sounds as though it must must have been yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I got paid to do it. So well, something, <laughs> something at least. Yes, as I say, um, I, when I was when I was in Liverpool, it was late sixties, early seventies. Um, so I was there when when um, the cavern was still was still there. I can remember. Um, I, I, unfortunately, I wasn't there to see your appearance at the Royal Court in um, miniskirt and high heels. Um, maybe we could have. Um, a repeat performance here in Newark next <laughs> next month. <laughs> I, I haven't got the high heels anymore. I'm, I'm sure they could be found for you. Okay, let's talk about next month. So you're coming to Newark on Saturday, the fifteenth of July. Mm-hmm. Why? So um, I was contacted by um, Nick Quantrill, who's, who's on who's on the um, the panel as well. Who said um, you know he's he's uh, been a major part of Hull Noir, which is coming in November. 
um, and he said like you know we're, we're looking to do this this panel and um, we'd be interested in doing it um, and I say yes because I say yes to anything and um, I'll be out um, but once I'm looked into it you know somewhere I've never been because um, I don't really leave the house much um, <laughs> they don't let you out no but, you know it's, it's something that is, is always interesting me anyway because the panel title is Crime by the Sea now I've been saying for a long time that you know port cities and things like that you know like cities like you know have that kind of rich heritage with their ports um, are quite a good breeding ground for crime novels um, so it's, an, it's a subject that interests me um, but it was about, more about just I, I haven't been to Newark I want to go to Newark because um, uh, I, I like going to places I haven't been before um, and the more I looked at Newark on trends I was like this, this sounds like a really good place to go and I'm always happy to support um, festivals such as this which you know are set up in places like you know you wouldn't expect them to be um, but are really about showing the love of readings and, and um, you know giving that to people who don't often get you know booked on the book tour you know that's brilliant well we look forward to, Newark is a lovely town I'm, I'm sure you'll enjoy it um, and we look forward to meeting you um, le- leather miniskirt and high heels um, or not um, on Saturday the 15th I think it's in the morning late morning if I remember oh, rightly so we, w- we will see you here in Newark um, on Saturday the 15th late morning um, Sarah, Sarah, who's the organiser, is joining us for the second hour of the show, so she'll be telling us a lot more about what's going on, because I'm sure that you're aware that there, there are things going on all weekend, um, all kinds of different um, types of, of book, all kinds of um, activities, lots of children's um, activities as well, so uh, we'll be talking to Sarah about all of that in the um, later part of this show. Luca, thank you very much indeed for joining us. No we'll let you get back to whatever it is you spend your time doing on a Sunday morning. Um, hope you enjoy the rest of your day and as I say, we look forward to seeing you in, um, oh, what, just under three weeks' time. Indeed. Thank you very much. Thanks very much indeed. Bye-bye. That was Luca Vesta, um, crime writer, who will be joining us here in Newark for the Newark Book Festival on the 15th of, uh, 15th of July, this is September.